Hello guys, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. I'm with Izzy. Say hi, Izzy. Hey. And um, so, how are you doing, Izzy, first of all? Yeah, I'm not so bad. I've um, trained upper. Um, okay. And then I'm doing TikTok dances with my sister. So, yeah. Interesting. Are you doing the Renegade? No, she wanted to do the Renegade. I wanted to hit every beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it that, like the Macarena one? No, it's the Can't Touch This one. We have right. to, like... There's no point in me trying to do it, but I'll if I film it later, I'll put it up and then I'll show you. Yeah, all right, <laughs> wicked. <laughs> I really want to see that. I still haven't gotten into TikTok fully yet. I don't. I just don't want to do the dances. I'm not gonna lie. Like I do. I, they they funny. Yeah, like I usually just watch them, but I just, I just like I'm bored. I was like, I'm gonna try and learn them now. Yeah. I think I think yeah. If you if you're bored, TikTok is the way to go. Like, might as well at the end of the day. Okay, wicked. So what we're going to talk about today is mainly how to, or the, or firstly, can you build muscle while training at home? And if so, how to do so? And as well, we'll be covering nutrition on can you still get lean or shredded at home and how to do so if that's possible. So uh, I'll kind of hand over to Izzy to kind of intro the topic of training. So hit me. Okay, um, so I was thinking about this earlier, and I think ultimately the principle still applies. Like, if you want to lose body fat, potentially gain muscle during this period, the concept of being in a calorie deficit and a calorie surplus will still apply. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot, lot harder to be able to with this phase and weight. But saying that depending on your training style and rep ranges you should be able to get some sort of stimulus um maybe not the growth that you want but you should be able to kind of maintain at minimum um and potentially even to increase like um oh i don't want to go into like muscle fibers and stuff but the one you don't usually use that one like type two which one yeah yeah i think there's like type 1a type 2 type 1b type 2a type 2b there's there's loads of them it's like different like combinations of each within each muscle uh you don't i've viewers don't worry too much about or listeners should i say don't worry too much about that you don't need to go into detail so what i'll say on kind of the topic of training like as you said like the principles still apply the main principle being progressive overload the change that you're going to make is basically the reps because you're not going to be able to get the load that you want most likely i mean not everyone's going to have 100 200 kilograms of bloody like kettlebells dumbbells like plates barbells in their kind of garage so working with what you've got is fine you're just going to have to basically vary the volume and the reps up or should i say just the reps so Volume is literally going to be reps times sets times weight. So if the weight's going to be the same, such as like body weight, then you're going to have to vary the sets and the reps up to basically progressively overload. So say, for instance, you do three sets of 10 push-ups. The next week, you kind of go for either 11 reps or you add in a set and still do 10 or 12, 13, etc you keep keep progressing up like that that's the basic principle of progressive overload and if especially if you're kind of a new b 
to the gym, you're definitely going to make progress at home. Now, when we talk about the more advanced lifter, it gets a little bit more kind of difficult just because obviously you've become accustomed to heavy load at the end of the day. So main thing for you is you're going to have to be doing extremely high reps to get the same amount of volume in. So let's do a little bit of maths quickly. If you did, let's say one set of 100 kilo, kilo, kilogram squat for 10 reps, that's a total volume of 1,000 kilograms. So now you somehow have to match that basically to get sufficient volume to keep increasing. So if you've got a 20 kilogram kettlebell, you're going to have to do bloody, let me just 50 reps. There we go to match the volume. So the difference there is going to be the amount of reps that you do. So that's going to be the main difference, as I say, and that's going to be a challenge because I don't think anyone that normally does kind of the eight to 15 rep range is going to be used to doing anything above kind of 30 plus. So it's going to be a shock to the system, I think. And most people I find that are doing home workouts at the minute aren't doing it to the right intensity. So for me, you should be utilizing supersets a little bit more on the same muscle group. So if I was doing like a floor press with dumbbells, I immediately go into like a chest press just to keep that intensity there because I'm not gonna be working to the same extent if I was doing like a 100 kilogram bench press with bloody like 10 kilogram dumbbells. So utilizing a second movement to increase the intensity but volume as well is going to be kind of I think vital for keeping your muscle and growing it as well but yeah that's kind of my take on the training side of things anything you want to add to that is it at all yeah I agree I mean with my training like I'm finding it harder to get really good connections with movements just because I'm just trying to focus on and number one a contraction and number two just a pump um yeah I think literally it's the, it's the season of the pump isn't it like yeah. because it's really high reps you're going to focus a lot on the contraction and because of that you're going to get a mad pump at the end of the day which is wicked yeah like um even if I'm not able to build muscle in this phase like for me I think even mentally it just helps like I feel like I've, even if I've got a pump I'm going to feel a little bit stronger a little bit bigger um is going to help i mean it's all it's all about like playing around different things like a lot of people have been doing tempo stuff and slowing things down whereas for me that's not really working because my weights are so light i'm having to actually kind of blast through it a bit more so yeah it's like a row especially bicep curls like going slow with my four kilo bicep curls isn't doing anything so if i <laughs> through it I yeah get a little bit of a burn um well, I actually played around with some things there, and I might have, like attach a band to like my bed, and did some curls off there and some rows. So mm. yeah, now it would still take a few weeks to kind of just play around with it, but um, my training has had to kind of adapt in that sense, and it is it's different, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, fair. So I what that's to, to be fair, I've been doing in terms of like what you say in term, I guess more like pump work like what I've been doing is doing a set norm, more normally like with tempo and then straight away after I've gone to like near to failure, blasting out 
kind of like a one second up, one second down, pump out as many as I can sort of thing. So I'd say that's more like a, I would say they're not, they're partial reps, I guess, because you're not really controlling it. So I think that's another good strategy for kind of increasing that volume. First of all, increasing that intensity is going to be the main one there though. But yeah, I think kind of that's in terms of training, that's about all you need to know really. Like you're not going to have the same load so vary up the sets and the reps and also the intensity tools that you're using such as supersets giant sets partial reps rest pauses stuff like that if you need kind of any more explanation on that literally just dm me or izzy more than happy to explain any of those but i guess moving on to the nutrition side of things i'll let you kind of explain like the principle behind it and why it's still possible to lose fat even at home are we talking in terms of fat loss? Yeah, just in terms of fat loss. So if you know for fat loss, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Um, so that's burning more calories than you're taking in. Um, so, what are you doing over there? Huh? What are you doing over there? I'm doing nothing. It just sounds like a lot of noise. I'm moving my chair slightly. <laughs> Apologies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just sounds like Jake's having an absolute just war in his room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the principle of the calorie deficit was still apply. So as long as you're burning more calories than you're um, taking in, you will be losing body fat. Um, I think as well it's important to notice that you, you know, due to this coronavirus, we have had a change in our normal activity levels or routine um especially when it comes to training as well like your training intensity won't be as high and if you are going on one walk a day you probably won't be able to get in as much activity as you want and need so it's important to kind of understand where your calories you know for you to be in a deficit where they're going to need to be at um for me right now they're quite low but because i'm not moving as much i don't feel it like food isn't on my mind at the moment um and my weight is coming down quite quite nicely, actually. Um, yeah. Obviously, you're going to kind of have to just... It's li- I think when it comes to fat loss, it's more about the little things, like keeping yourself busy, getting enough nutrients in, um, training hard, keeping protein high as well, because especially during this phase, like, you don't want to kind of... Um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, you don't want to be losing muscle or compromising muscle tissue at the expense of trying to lose more body fat. Um, Especially with me, because my weight is coming down quite fast, um, I'm going to have to maybe increase the calories at some point just so I can kind of slow it down so I don't end up losing more muscle tissue than I want. Yeah, at the end of it, you can be in too harsh of a deficit and especially given the circumstances i think it's going to be more likely that you would lose muscle uh, at home just because of the training like uh, adaptions that you've had to do you're more likely to lose muscle that's not to say you can't build muscle but i just think because this training at home is not very motivating you're probably not going to give the same intensity as you would in the gym you could potentially compromise or lose muscle um if you're in a dieting phase so bear that in mind if you're trying to lose weight during this time at too like harsh of a kind of rate so 
what would you say for yourself is too quickly in terms of like a weight drop per week? Um, I think anything more than about one point one and a half pounds a week right now at this point. Um, obviously, if this was like normal circumstances, the more you get off, the sooner probably the better. But um, you know, you kind of I I would just keep it at either like zero point five or one pound a week kind of loss. That's kind of yeah. good. Um, yeah. I think it's also like you won't just lose muscle tissue like that. If you're keeping protein high and you're still kind of training in some form, you're still going to retain it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like you'll put on, like you'll you'll get your strength back really quickly. Like the first few weeks of you training in the gym again, like you'll be back to where you were before. Like it's not going to take you long, and you won't just disappear and fade. Um, Like the main thing that disappears, like is isn't muscle it's your basically your adaptions to that exercise like you'll still be a strong in a squat like physically but technically you're not going to be like as strong if that makes sense like your movement pattern won't be where it was so it's going to take a little bit of time to get back where you were to get that weight on the bar again so that's really it it's not a muscle thing it's more technical than that in terms of like weight for me i would say obviously it depends on the weight of the person you could probably afford to lose two pounds plus if you're 300 pounds but if you're kind of literally just look, looking to lose that 10 to 15 pounds take it nice and slow as he, as he said one to 1.5 kind of gram not grams bloody pounds <laughs> per week max <laughs> imagine that grams per week take your whole life to lose literally a, a pound yeah you can be frustrated honestly but wicked so in terms of like a calorie not obviously guidelines like i think obviously everyone's different in, ter- in their metabolism but do you think people should um because i think they should decrease their calories if they're trying to lose fat by about 10 to 15 percent versus what they normally would because of the i guess reduction in activity or neat because we're all in the house and i think our needs probably more than likely gone a hell of a lot down versus like regular life yeah. like, so individual it's so different for each person um like i'm trying to work out how many steps I need to do a day to continue my weight loss like um like I'm, like realistically i'm probably not gonna be able to get 15 to 20 each day so if I can kind of get a minimum ten thousand steps a day, then I can get yeah. from there. Rather than me just kind of having like, oh, one day at ten, one day at twenty, one day at sixteen. Like, if I'm just kind of trying to do like a minimum ten thousand steps for now and kind of keep that borderline, um, and if my weight loss continues to kind of go down at the rate it is, then I'm like, yeah, bought food. So yeah, that's fair. I think as like on these kind of like steps there, the more consistent you are with steps and like hitting the same amount, the more accurate you'll be able to like tell yeah. how like your calorie wise, like all your steps. Like if you've lost a pound a week on 2000 calories doing 10,000 steps, like literally every single day and your calories are like spot on as well, you're in a really good position to then like adjust from there versus someone that's doing 10 free 20 3 6 etc and so on you can still get an average but at the end of the day the more consistent you are the better position you're going to be in but yeah 
overall let's kind of sum it up and then bring it to a close so i'll cover kind of training you go for nutrition so training wise you're going to have to adjust the reps and sets and also you're going to have to be able to add in some intensity tools such as supersets giant sets and kind of partials rest pauses intensity tools that are going to allow you to work a little bit harder kind of versus than you normally would uh, to really, really kind of get the best bang for your buck at home. And then nutrition side of things, I'll hand over to you. Yeah, it depends on you know, your calories may have to be even lower than you originally think, or they have been in the past, just because of changes in training intensity and activity. Um, just make sure you're kind of being consistent as you can, um good meal timings, good meal routine, like sandwiches, and then to kind of go from there. Um and if anyone needs a hand with it, just message me or Jake and we'll kind of point you in the right direction and give you some tips. Um and yeah. Perfect. Wicked. So on that note, we're gonna draw it to a close there. If you want to get in touch with us, we can be found on Instagram at Izzy, you go for it. Is a Wagner. I'm not going to spell it again. We're going to spell it every single time. Um, just two underscores at the end. Lovely. And then you can find me at Jake Fletcher, Jake with two E's. And that is everything. It's been lovely speaking, Izzy. I will speak to you soon. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, Peace. Bye bye.